You're listening to The Staff Room Podcast with Che and Pav. We talk casually yet poignantly about the most relevant topics in teaching today. So come on and chat with us because we love to engage in great conversation. Thank you for joining us today for episode 67 of the Staff Room Podcast. Today's topic is One Word 2021. We are very excited to dive into this conversation today because it is going to set the tone for the rest of our year. So let's get into that conversation. Before we do, I'm just going to introduce myself. My name is Pav Wander, and I make up half of the hosting team of the Staff Room Podcast. I'm sitting next to my co-host, who usually and continues to introduce himself. Start spreading the news. The Staff Room Podcast is leading today. And I'm Che, better known as Jim Guy. I don't know, <laughs> Hurricane. There's so many words, but... Hold on, hold on. To, I'll, I gotta wrap up this intro. You do it. <laughs> that was enjoyable and uh the whole thing was enjoyable not just that no no no. the whole thing the whole thing was very enjoyable i was like oh is this the drive just continue singing you know i was trying to sing something a little bit more falsetto and i just um i don't have that didn't have it i don't have it no it didn't I, have it, it didn't have it implies that maybe i had it at some point i do not have it oh i oh, can no, do a little bit on. of frankie sinatra that's it no, you can do a lot of Frankie Sinatra, and that was fantastic. Thank you for introducing us that way. You know, we're a little rough because we, we record so often. To not have recorded for a week, maybe to two weeks now, we, we, we're like, do we have this? Do we, yeah. do we have enough notes? Are we prepared enough? You know, I, every day for the past two weeks, I've been feeling this twinge in my heart. Oh, I really miss that microphone. Oh, I really miss... I keep checking our <laughs> our stats going... But it's been so long since we've recorded an episode, and it hurts my heart a little bit. And I've missed it, so I'm really happy to be here. Uh, and what better episode to uh, to pick up on than One Word 2021? Okay, yeah. We, we've talked about this a little bit. We even considered, you know, deciding that we would each do our own one word and then had a different one word for the Staff Room podcast. But then we just went with, no, let's just focus on one word. And perhaps it's not a word that's new to us, mm-hmm. or it's a shift in pedagogies or philosophy, but it's a re-upping of a word we already connect to quite often. And Pav, why don't I drop it to you to drop what our one word 2021 is... And then we'll dive into the conversation. Thank you so much for giving me the privilege to drop that word. It is, as you say, something that is not new to us, but perhaps something that we would like to put the focus on a little bit more so in 2021. And that word is amplify. Che and Pav's one word for 2021 is amplify. Let's amp it up. Let's amp it up. Yeah, and, like, and like you said, Pav, it's not a new word for us. It's probably a word that we didn't get into the podcasting scene 
as one of our predetermined goals, but I think it's something that's ascended to us and come to us, and it's an opportunity where we've now seen that we can amplify our voice, amplify other voice, and be really intentional to make sure that we're amplifying our students' voice. And yeah. Sorry, were you going to continue there? No, you got it. Yeah, so it it was a little bit of, of that whole thing. You know, we were thinking a lot about what has this uh, journey really given us? This journey has given us the opportunity to to speak our minds, to allow us, um, you know, people who felt like maybe their voices were not always heard, um, and and our voices became amplified over this past year, and then in in doing so, in learning about how to amplify our own voices, we thought about how then to amplify the voices of those that are around us. And so, yes, to uh, to make louder, to make more marked or more pronounced, this is something that we hope to be able to do, not just with our voices, of course, um, but the voices of everybody that are around us. And that takes me back to our one word for 2020 which was us. And uh, I thought that it might be a nice idea for us to spend just a couple of minutes reviewing our one word from last year and maybe talking a little bit about how it might have influenced our one word for this year. What? Reviewing what we've done in the past (laughs) to better guide us into the future? Reflecting? (laughs) Sure, if we must. But yes, last year, our word was a very similar uh, thematic in regards to us was about us, and then it was about us, and then it was about all of us to really work into connecting with people and engaging with people and knowing that as us, as the Staff Room Podcast could grow, as much as our own growth um, was phenomenal, but that growth was really a byproduct of connecting with so many other great educators, making a larger group of us working together, and then trying to emphasize that the us wasn't about exclusivity, because ultimately, as we've discussed throughout the years, I just go on a slight tangent, is that when you get bigger, sometimes you think you're becoming more inclusive, Mm -hmm. but ultimately, a lot of times, the bigger you get, the more exclusive you become, and so as you grow, you do really want to make sure that you are connecting with more and more people, venturing off into other spaces, really making sure that as you're becoming a collective bigger, a greater us, that that us doesn't have people left out on the outside, and I think collectively, as we grow, we just inherently think that you naturally connect with more people people and have more variety and are more inclusive. But I would challenge and say, actually, you just become more and more entrenched with your exclusivity, although you are growing in size. And so part of that us was really being intentional to know that although there's growth and although you're connecting with more people, there there are other people to connect with other stories to hear Mm-hmm. And other stories to connect with, which sort of naturally lends into this wonderful word this year. And and that was really the big challenge, right? It's not it's not difficult to go and collect as many people as you can to be part of your to be part of your network. It's not difficult to do that, right? It's a it's a maximum amount of follows that you can have in any particular day, either on on any on any social media platform. But but then the challenge becomes how do you make meaningful connections and relationships and interactions with all of those those people that you have intentionally gone and created a connection to. So um, I think that that was probably the biggest challenge for the year is is making sure 
as you said so perfectly, is making sure that our us is as inclusive as possible and not just, you know, okay, let's collect a bunch of people, but then always stick to the same core. Um, This is something that was a huge challenge for sure. I think we did an okay job with that. Of course, that's not for myself or you to decide. I think that's dependent on what, um, what other people feel that we've been able to accomplish in our relationships with them. So um, personally, I do hope that the those connections that we have made over this past year have been meaningful enough for you to consider our word for 2020 to be true. And of course, as much as that's on view in the social media platform, ultimately the work is really important in your building, in your schools, in mm-hmm. your neighboring schools. And I think one thing um, we've managed to do or have tried to do is really connect with a lot of educators within not I wouldn't say necessarily our district but in our family of schools schools just down the street and I think a, a way that's really been manifested is of course you switching schools it's connected to with us with other administrators other teachers and in some of our other projects as much as some of that work is done online a lot of it's also just done grassroots in our traditional mm-hmm. spaces but even in those traditional spaces we've really reached to sort of connect to make that group of us more inclusive and more diverse and beyond our school walls, but not necessarily solely in that social media platform. So I know we've done some, I, I, like you said, I feel like we've done some great work of connecting with teachers in our family of schools, in our community of schools that maybe in years past we hadn't before yeah, thank you for pointing that out, Che. It's uh, it's obviously something that we think about a lot and we we act on quite a bit. But uh, you know, I wasn't, um, I hadn't thought of those those connections, those immediate connections. So many more of those that we have made within our community, connecting to even teachers um, within our board that aren't immediately close to us, the people that that are doing such amazing and incredible work that we otherwise probably would never have connected to. So, um, thank you for. Pointing that out, that is absolutely very key. Um, and, and a great recap of our word from last year. And uh, I feel like it's something that we will carry on with us because uh, that word is not one that now shuts down as we begin a new year. Um, I would love to be able to continue those connections and making sure that we connect to as many people as possible. That word of us is still very meaningful. But let's dive in now to our word for 2021 which is Amplify. Now, Pav, you know I'm just a gym guy, yep. but, but I do do some research. And so when we were talking about one word, I, I thought of our episode we did last year on one word, and I said mm-hmm. it was it was very reflective, but I didn't do any background research into where does this one word come from? What's its meaning? What's its purpose? And then what do I want to get out of this word? And I'm sure there's multiple sites in multiple places, but I did find myoneword.org, mm-hmm. which is a book, which is a site which has examples, which talks about it, seems to be originated in the 2010, 2011, 2012. They have blogs dating back to there. Actually, I think I think the original one word came out in 1999. It was John Gordon uh, and Jimmy Page and one other author, uh, Dan Britton, I believe, who came. They, they had written that book called uh, One Word That Will Change Your Life. And I believe mm. that that's where it originated from. But then the movement began uh, later, much later on. And this movement is the one that's now begun to catch more so on social media. And, and um, people are really, really uh, expressing their one word on a, on a yearly basis. 
But I think I did some of that. I did some research. I just got out researched. But you know, I could be wrong. I could be totally wrong. You know, in this particular regard, I found what I was looking for. I was found for a little bit of an explanation of a why. And and, you know, in the World Wide Web, it's it's endless. And I did find one thing that it was this talking point is that when we think about New Year's and we think about resolutions, inherently they're very difficult and very tough to be sustainable. Mm -hmm. One, because you're relying on a calendar to make a movement and not that we've learned anything new this year, but certainly you you shift, you alter, and you adjust when you need to because you see external factors that make you internally want to change. And the calendar is such a frivolous thing in order to base the the notion of making a change. You could understand why it's not a sustainable process because mm-hmm. there's no internal connection, no internal passion driven because we switched the calendar around. Um but this idea I was reading was that it's it sort of stemmed from trying to set goals in the new years where we set so many and then we can't monitor them, we can't sustain them, that if we could funnel that into a more general one word that we could remain connected to it, even though maybe our growth every single day wasn't specifically on these goals. So if we had all these goals to say, I'm going to work out seven days a week, but then you don't go down to five and then you go down to three. And then once you hit three, you sort of feel like, well, I can't, I can't actually ascend back up to seven. So it just, it frivolously goes away. Mm -hmm. But if you had your one word was like, be well, wellness Mm -hmm. or something like that, you could understand that maybe one week I work out seven days. Maybe I'm just working out three, but I'm reading and I'm having herbal tea and I'm I'm still connected to my wellness. So the goal sort of becomes easier to connect to because it's more thematic, more than necessarily a specific list of I need to do this, this, this. And I thought that was a really good way of connecting to it. And so when I did that little, that little blurb, this is what my one word is just, it's a theme to connect with. Yeah. Yeah. And so, and so that you don't feel as deterred when, uh, when perhaps you don't accomplish your goal exactly as you had intended or set out your resolution as you had set out at the beginning of the year. So yes. Um, and I think that broader scope definitely does help with that. Um, and, and in some of my reading, um, with the one word, I, I discovered that originally it was to be able to, um, apply to so many different scopes of your life. So it's not just, you know, it's not just your wellness, but you could apply that one word to everything in your life. So the six aspects of mental health, uh, physical well-being, emotional, relational, spiritual, financial, and, uh, that one word could help you, you know, advance yourself or, um, or just, you know, build yourself up over the course of the year in, in every different aspect of your life. And so it, it requires you to be a little bit more intentional, which is also a great word for 2021. I know that many people have used that. That was a word that I was really very connected to last year and I still continue to be, um, but it, it allows you to be a little bit more intentional with what you want to be in in your year and then obviously going forward as well. You want to have some flexibility with your word. Your yeah. word is, is, are not shackles. They're not binding you to anything. And I think when you keep referencing back other words, we understand there's some intersectionality. There's complex layers. And so when we pick our word... Like when I sort of think of whether the naysayers are going to be, ultimately, if I'm picking my word and my word lends itself to me reflecting on my teaching practice, then ultimately that's of benefit. Is, is it empirically measurable? I don't know. Mm-hmm. But do I need to necessarily subscribe to my word and make sure every decision along the year fits in with that word? No, it, it's a word. And in this moment right here, I reflect on it. Mm-hmm. It connects to my vision. It connects to my mission as a teacher. Yeah. 
and as an educator, and I want to draw upon it, but I'm not bound by it either. Its relevancy is in that it made me reflect on my practice, and it's going to continue to amplify my practice Mm -hmm. but on a daily basis i can in and out it's the complex layers i need to focus on maybe other words so when i think of like these naysayers and what's the point or what's the value well anytime you're reflecting on your practice that's value Mm -hmm. and i'll assume that this inherently is going to make me a more purposeful and a better educator can i draw direct parallels no but is is not doing it going to make me a better teacher? I don't know. It's not for me to to project on you what makes you a better educator. But certainly, I would I would attest that if if you question, you know, what's the value of the one word? Well, maybe we shouldn't be. Maybe the only question you need to ask is: Are the people that are selecting their one words using those words to benefit the learning spaces they're creating? If the answer is yes, then perhaps you shouldn't say another word. Right. Yeah, and and what you point out so perfectly is uh, I like I like when you brought up the idea of that vision, that mission statement as an educator, as a person, as an individual, uh, you know, as a company, as a business, whatever it is that you are looking at in terms of your vision board in front of you. You know, your one word for twenty twenty doesn't have to disappear. That's one branch that you have established as part of your vision and your mission. And and then when you add your next one, this now becomes something okay. Well, I feel like I did that very well or, or I attempted to be better in that part of my life. And now I'm just going to not shift the focus, but also add something new for you to really be able to, to, to push on in order to make yourself uh, grow, to be better, to, to fulfill your mission and your vision a little bit more clearly in the next year. And I think that for us to not only amplify our voices, but to help amplify the voices of our students, uh, to our colleagues, our peers, to those that are around us, our family members, you know, the amplification was something that naturally came to us next. We've built these incredible relationships, not only with each other, but with with everybody around us. And now how do we um, offer our support in being able to allow you to also take your voice and and share it with everybody in, in your life? And uh, not only to see you shine, but also your message shine, because everybody has these amazing messages. Our students have these these uh, deep-rooted identities that we want them to be able to discover and then also be able to share openly and honestly. And I think that that makes, um, makes them a little bit more confident and sure of who they are so that they can share what they have inside of them too. I like that you talked about, you know, progression, Mm-hmm. And I got a quote here, and it doesn't totally fit, but hey, I looked up a series of quotes, and I just got to drop one because I just this one resonated with me in regards to sort of why the one word, the understanding of the the intentionality of that word, the thematic of that word, and I and as I was looking through like one word quotes to sort of impact the the value of a really poignant singular word, mm-hmm. I found this one. Okay, quote better than a thousand shallow words is one word that brings peace, mm. end quote, Buddha. Mm. I like and that. I, it's very deep. Rather than talking aimlessly and endlessly, our one word 
peace, I can, I will personally, like, how do I draw my, and peace is anything, peace in my teaching, and peace, not necessarily world peace, maybe that might be the word you fix it on, but I, I connect the word peace to a variety of different, like, what brings me peace in my teaching is knowing that I'm reflecting on my teaching practice, mm-hmm. and with that quote, it, it was drawn upon, because you were talking about progress, and I think about, maybe early on, we would have had a lot of frivolous words, performative words, and now our words become more poignant, and I, and I thought about our progress, and our, and our evolution. When we started as, you know, just podcasters t- talking about our teaching reflection, we didn't necessarily have an audience. We hadn't really established a platform that we were sharing with anyone. And our growth is not merely the byproduct of our hard work. It's mm-hmm. the acceptance of everyone around us that has seen value in our work, value in our voice. And we ascended in regards to we were no longer merely consumers of other content, which is important. We were the creators of content. We were engaging people with content. And then that enhanced the quality of our podcast. We started to get a little bit more refined in our work, a little bit more specific in our work, a little bit more researched in our work. And certainly I would attest that our last 10 or 15 episodes are by far our best product in regards to our confidence level, in regards to the the amount of work we put in, the referencing of the schoolwork we do. It's more than just reflection. And in that pro that process and that progress and, and people tuning into us and giving us feedback, it's validation one, but it's an understanding that our voice is making a difference. It's having an impact. It's not just talking into a empty classroom. And we really appreciate that. And we don't ever necessarily think that's because of our hard work. We are very appreciative of the acceptance in this space. But when we see how our voice is impacting it. That's what leads to the word amplify. Amplify wouldn't have been our word last year. Amplify, no. this is a seven people that were listening. I know it wasn't seven. I'm being dramatic. <laughs> you um, do that so well. <clears throat> indeed. <laughs> to be. Oh, gosh. Or not to be. Um, and so that leads to the idea that amplify is a perfect word for us because it's an ascension. And as we continue to amplify our voice, it, we now have a practical example, a real experience of how your voice can be amplified. Mm-hmm. And then when we go back into our teaching, we say we want to amplify our student voices. And conversely, we want to make sure we're not getting in the way of our student voices. Uh, we don't want to be so cavalier as to think we are amplifying our student voices, perhaps in the lessons we curate and the way we teach and how we center ourselves. Perhaps we've often blocked the amplification of that. Part of amplifying student voice is actually stepping out of the way. Mm -hmm. Um, And so when you were talking about that progress, I feel like amplify is a great word for us because now we can really explicitly talk on our experiences about how our voice has been amplified by engaging and producing content and having people interact with us. And so when we go back to our students, because ultimately this is where the word has impact in our teaching because we're just two teachers is now I can highlight to my students, demonstrate to my students, give my students really clear venues to amplify their voice when perhaps they didn't know or were getting blocked or didn't see how they could get their voice heard or what differences they could make or who they could reach with their voice. I'd love to take it back to um, to a couple of points ago that you had made with your quote. And uh, you focused in on, on that word of peace within that quote. Um, and it made me immediately think about uh, inferencing and how we all take different meanings from 
from quotes, from books that we read, from poetry, from speeches, from all kinds of things. And uh, inferencing is something that we teach our students as well. And then I began to think about um, my personal connections as you made such wonderful connections to our, you know, our teaching and your personal um, thoughts about how we can help to our students to amplify voice and by stepping out of the way. Um, and, and it made me think about how my voice has been amplified this past year. And I don't think that I could have amplified any sort of voice without, uh, well, one, the help of our roadcaster, which did a lot of amplifying because my volume is set way higher than yours. But uh, also by, um, by, by then going back and reflecting on who I am as a person and um, not only, you know, what do, what do I want people to see me as, but what, what do I want to project from my own personality and from my own identity out to the world? And that continues to evolve. And then I think about, well, I'm, I'm in my um, <clears throat> late 20s. So I, I am now thinking about my students who are so young and, uh, you know, they may not have a great sense of their own identity and their identity might be convoluted because of where they come from and who they are and uh, where they are in this moment. And so I think about giving my students the opportunity to explore their identity. And a lot of the themes of my teaching this past year have been centered around identity and our students' identity and my identity and being vulnerable with each other. And I think that a lot of the, the my personal connection to this word of amplify really stems from my vulnerability and being able to share with my students and to everybody around me because I have been very vulnerable in this past year when amplifying my own voice is um, is to share the fact that this is this is a difficult process and there needs to be work done before we can begin to amplify. We need to understand what we are trying to amplify, and so I th I was thinking about all of the different things that we would want to amplify. We want to be able to amplify our own voices um, as teachers, as individuals, as males, as females, as, as white males, as uh, people of color, of, you know, all of our own personal identities. But then we think about the teachers that are around us, the teachers that we work with on a daily basis, and how do we encourage them to amplify their voices, our students, um, voices of people who are marginalized around us? How do we encourage the amplify amplification of their voice um, by teaching our students that there are people that are marginalized by um, those voices that are being closed off, that are being sheltered to those that are being underserved and misunderstood. Uh, there are so many voices that, that need amplification. And so how do we bring attention to those voices as well. So those are just my personal connections and some of those things that I was thinking about as you were talking and things that I've been thinking about in terms of the word amplify, because there are so many ways that we want to be able to amplify this year. And, and it becomes, like you said, you know, we, we focus in on this word, but this word can become so broad and, and affect so many different realms of our lives. So how do we make it meaningful and pronounced over the course of the year? I'm going to piggyback 
Oh, piggyback. On the word teachers. Mm-hmm. But I, I think in our evolution, as much as we've got our voice heard, I think we've realized that where's our place? What's our vision? What's our mission? And this is one of the reasons, actually, when I think of amplification, why we really distinguish educators and, and break it down into what role are you in education? I cannot speak on many of the roles in education. I don't have those experiences. What I can speak on is teachers and teaching. And I think one thing we've really sort of found ourselves, found our niche, found our acceptance, although we have been like almost, um, I don't want to say pleasantly surprised, really humbled to find a couple of administrators uh, that recently had shared they were listening to us. And I said, wow, that that's, I'm really, I'm very humbled that an administrator would take that time to really hear what's going through a teacher's mind to better serve their community, their school. And I was really humbled by that because we don't really target, not that we target, but when we think about amplification, we really do sort of put on our shoulders a, a sense of responsibility. And our clear vision is that we represent teacher voice and we are privileged enough that we're able to amplify and now have a platform that really we can speak on the teacher's story. And we know that not every teacher feels comfortable in their workspace, feels comfortable in the social media space um, to amplify their voice. Worry of pushback from maybe peers or maybe people they've never met before or maybe districts. And we really feel that there's and I don't want to make us the gatekeepers. We're not the gatekeepers of the teacher's voice. No. But we feel we have a place in there where it's not simply amplifying our voice and our students' voice. There's also a place for us to really amplify that teacher voice, that teacher story. And so it keeps us propelling forward in our podcast or in the radio show or in some of our other works because we can we we do bring a lot of experience. I mean, you you in your late twenties, but I'm pushing forty five. And I'm forty four, <laughs> so I can say I'm 45. I will say I'm 45 till I'm 47. Did and you then, actually just reveal your age? I'm 45. For the, for, you're not 45. You you revealed it just before that. We've gone over this before. I am 40, <laughs> 45, or 50. I, I count none of the numbers in between. Okay, well, I'm um, going to be 28 forever, so. <laughs> and so back to... Uh, the voice, we really feel that amplification really had those three three tiers for us. And our own growth has really made it important for us to feel we keep amplifying teacher voice, teacher stories, because that is our field of expertise. I cannot talk about what it's like to be a coach or an administrator or an EA or an office staff or a custodial staff. I, I don't have those experiences and I would never dare uh, even try to trivialize what you do with my experiences from watching from afar. Mm-hmm. We can amplify teacher voice, teacher story. And I, so when you talked about, you you dove nicely into the student component, although I got a few ideas here of how we can amplify students' voices. Like, what are the gateways? Rather than just saying, let's amplify. Let's mm-hmm. talk about how we can do amplify our students. Uh, I wanted to touch base on where do we see ourselves in our own journey? And, you know, a year and a half into podcasting and the acceptance in the community is I think we are establishing that we are a reliable mm-hmm. and passionate advocate and ally. I guess we're not, an, an, yeah, I guess we could say, well, I'll take both. We're an advocate and an ally of the teachers. An ally yes. sort of implies that I'm, I'm allying ship, but I'm not one. But I, we definitely are two teachers. Yes. You, <laughs> you choose if you want to throw Justin there. I do. No, I think it's, and you know, this is the conversation that we have with a lot of people, right? We are, we, there's nothing wrong with being two 
just two teachers. So um, I think that that's okay. But you're, you're absolutely right. Um, you know, we can advocate. And, and something that I want to throw out there is that the stories that we have heard and listened to and read and seen from, um, from teachers in this past year and a half have truly, truly encouraged us to uh, share our stories and share our experiences because our experiences are worthy and they're valuable and they they can help other people with understanding their experiences. And so I think that that is why it's so important for everybody within their own realm. Like we can talk for as, as teachers, we can say that teachers, we really need to amplify our own voices as teachers because because we learn from each other. I've learned from so many teachers and teachers in my community, teachers on the other side of this country, t- teachers on the other side of this continent and on, on the other side of the world. And I never imagined that I would be able to learn from other teachers globally uh, before starting this journey. And so this that's the power of amplification. We are learning from each other. We are able to grow through that sharing of knowledge and information and amplification. And therefore, we do feel that it is an important part of our vision and our mission. And and encouraging that not only helps us, but helps others to see the power in that and what it can do for everybody, not just teachers, but everybody. Was that a mic drop moment? Because you're quiet and that doesn't usually happen. Or you're just processing. You're just thinking. This is of my course, that's not a mic time. drop moment. <laughs> it's not for me to distinguish that. I thought it was a, a poignant statement. It was a great. Um, as you were talking, I think, how am I going to bring this back to sort of my notes? Because now, 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 now I jotted down to my notepad just a little bit. They're not great notes, but I, I don't think I've touched upon. Uh, I wanted to dive into as teachers now. How am I going to work to amplify uh, student voice? Mm-hmm. And I think the natural one that we've been going to is, you know, amplifying it through podcasting because it's something we're very comfortable with. Mm-hmm. And we know we have some administrators that are very keen on seeing our growth and say, well, this would be great for our students. This mm-hmm. would be wonderful. We could connect our students and see the power of, of, say, podcasting. When we think of voice, sometimes we think you have to speak. I have to amplify my voice. But that's not necessarily your voice that needs to be heard. You can be seen. You can amplify. So I was thinking the creation of blogging, the creation of, of websites, community connection is amplification. Mm-hmm. That civil engagement, that trying to battle indiscriminatory injustices. We connect with our community. We fight for the environment. We make sure we're not being overrun by big business, etc. We fight for our uh, our racial rights, and we connect all those... Uh, facets of social justice and so i was thinking that these are ways that we connect our students to amplifying their voice sure you're really active on social media you're making a podcast you're having yourself seen by creating a web page but you also back and cement that and solidify that with community engagement and the community community engagement can start in your classroom you can start with building a school project, school initiatives, and then from your classroom initiative, you can build to, say, a school initiative. You can take your school initiative and you connect with a local business or a local community. And so when I was wanted to talk about student amplification, these are things that we're going to bring back to our classroom. These are the things we're thinking about. Of When I talk about amplification as my word, I want to have some real connections to it, it that the word although important, also connect back to some specifics. What am I going to bring back to my classroom where I can connect it back to my word, my amplification? So when I'm teaching and I'm trying to give some why to my students, there's that 
This we're amplifying our voice. This is this is our word. It's sort of like your target for the day. Maybe you don't have a full standard. You don't have standard one point six slash seven three four, and then a long paragraph. We can say our target today is amplifying our voice. Yeah, and and to take it back, um, you know, I'm thinking a lot about the work that my students and I have been doing this year in in understanding our voice before we can even begin to amplify it, right? Like, I, I think about what, okay, so we want to amplify, we want to create, we want to make this beautiful art, this digital art that we've been working so hard on. We want to we want to do videos and video editing and learn about all of that. We want to create podcasts and audio recordings of ourselves and voiceovers over all kinds of stuff. But what do we want to say? What's the message that we want to give out? And I think that there's a lot of work that has to be done in the beginning to to figure that out. Now, I think that you and I, Che, we, we had a little bit of this before we started the podcast because we were talking so much to each other. So we had the, we had the voice. We had the things that we knew we wanted to talk about, even though those things have evolved so much over the course of the year and, and a half. But, but we had a basic idea of the message. We had, we had this, this feeling inside of us that we wanted to share our, our experiences. We wanted to talk about our day-to-day. We wanted to talk about our, our strengths, the positives in our day, or the downsides, or the negatives, um, or our pitfalls. Um, these are things that we wanted to share. That was our message. My students are, are 11 and 12 years old. And, and oftentimes they have no idea what they want to say. And so I think that when it comes to our younger students, perhaps that that's where we want to begin in helping them amplify. And of course your students are a little bit older and so they might, they might already know what they are passionate about, but that is, that is a big portion of amplification of voice. We've all got something in us. We've all got this message that we want to share this purpose in life and our purpose can help other people survive. And I know that listening to other people's messages has helped me survive and thrive and uh, knowing what my mission and my vision for, for life is as an individual of this planet and, and as an educator, as a servant leader, as, you know, the many role as a mother, as the many roles that I assume in my world. Um, and so I think that that's important for our students to understand first. And when thinking about this, um, I think that even teachers need that that assistance as well. Amplification isn't just a standalone word and a standalone movement. The yeah. intersectionality, the complex layers of how we get to places. And as we were talking, thinking this is culturally responsive teaching, mm-hmm. uh, honoring and celebrating your your students and those diverse stories, and that celebration that honoring gives you. It, hopefully, it inspires the amplification, which often is why we don't want to teach sort of anti-racist through that deficit lens. Yeah, uh, the culturally responsive pedagogies we want to celebrate. We want to honor we want to expansion then becomes amplification so when you were talking about that i was thinking my older kids some of them sort of have that confidence to believe where they're at some kids are still discovering because you know, not every kid because they're 13 gets it or knows it. Not every kid they're 14. I, I didn't get it when yeah. I was 13, 14. I had no idea until much later in my life. So you just brought up a great point. Before you start to amplify, make sure everyone is in a place where they, they sort of, the amplification isn't just some trivial, let's just be loud. 
Let, yeah. Let's make sure when I talked about that community engagement, make sure as a collective whole, we know why why there's such value in connection with our community, that civil engagement, why it has value, where, where is its place, where is its role? Because ultimately, if we just do it as a task in our classroom, then ultimately it was only done because it's a task in the classroom. Right. And, you know, the true measure of, of your great teaching really has nothing to do with what those students do while they're in your space. Mm-hmm. It's what happens 10 years later, 13 years later, 14 years later. I remember early on in my teaching, I said, my only gauge of my impact is really 15 years later when I look to see, and I don't need to have an interaction with it, just to see where are you at? And, and you know, as an insignificant grain of sand in your progress, because, you know, I only teach a kid nine months. Like that, that's, that's my gauge. Yeah. And so when you were talking about that in your classroom, if you're just saying, I'm going to amplify, we're going to make a podcast, but we haven't done all that, that work underneath to support why that amplification is important. Then when they move on, maybe they're not going to amplify their voice because they just saw it as a task in that space mm-hmm. and didn't connect that task to something greater. And that's sort of our responsibility as a teacher in that regard to amplifying that voice. So I'm really glad you brought that up, that getting students to figure out where they are, who they are, confident who they are, that culturally responsive pedagogy. Let's celebrate and honor so that we have real purpose behind that amplification. Yeah, indeed, absolutely. And this is this is something that we think about often and, and maybe we wouldn't have come to this conclusion. Maybe we wouldn't have been as responsive if we hadn't begun this journey and really truly begun to understand what is our message because it's, it's something that evolves. It's something that deepens as you grow. It's something that becomes more rounded, becomes more important, gives you more purpose in your life. Um, you know, it fulfills your soul. And so you're thinking about that message and, and as you're amplifying it, then it continues to evolve and it continues to grow because you want to be as intentional as possible and you want to make sure that you are working towards it constantly. And, uh, you know, it's not just, and, and those creations, right? The things that we create, even those simple tasks, we are teaching our students how to amplify, which could be, which could be important 15 years down the road when they, when they finally do discover what their purpose and passion in life is. And so I think that even delivering that message to our students, that it's important to amplify your voice, amplification is, is important in this world. Uh, then, you know, that's a message that they can take with them into the future. I think, I, I think it's almost ready for a wrap up. It reminds me because if, if you're not telling your story, then who is? Yeah. I love that phrase. Perfect way. Perfect way to enter our wrap up. And our word for 2021 is amplify. amplify. Let's get to a little swag bag. Love it. Okay. So, you know, last time we did the swag bag, this is where I struggled with some of my notes. Yes. Because I had written them all down and then I couldn't read my scribble. So but I, you're so good at the swag bag. So I'm just, this is the point. As soon as that music starts playing, I sit back and I just <laughs> listen and I absorb. <laughs> our swag bag for today was our word Amplify. Is it a word maybe you can connect to? Maybe you do, maybe you don't. The same way we connect with other people's one words and draw parallels. Mm -hmm. Do you have to have a one word? Certainly not. Do you have to be bound by your one word? Certainly not. Everything's in flux. Everything is layered. Everything is complex. Everything has intersectionality. And so we are comfortable with that. We have one word. It's a guiding theme. Some days we need it, some days we won't. Mm -hmm. Does it have to be every single moment? 
No. But I would argue, I think we argued, as long as you're engaged in this process of reflection, when you're reflecting, if it makes you better in your classroom, then that is a big check mark on the to-do list, if you're into lists. And I think that's really our important swag bag. Anytime you as teachers are sitting and reflecting, and of course, educators, because we know there's a few educators listening as well, but when you're reflecting on your craft, ultimately that makes you better at your craft. And so, you know what? That which makes this a value, regardless of how much you adhere to it or how you use it specifically on a daily basis, just engaging in the process is the process of a reflection, and that process of reflection is the process of betterment. Beautiful. Start spreading the news. Start amplifying the news. Oh, well paid. <laughs> and of course, you can find us in a variety of different places. We are Code Breaker Ambassadors. If you got a story to tell, you want to amplify your voice, go see them to get a little uh, amplification. And if you also want to amplify your voice and hear the amplification of other voices, check out the Teach Better team. They have an incredible podcast network of which we are a part of, humbly. And uh, so they feature a lot of great podcasts there, as well as so much other incredible content. So get involved with the Teach Better team. Oh, there's more. You can find us and all kinds of great worldly educators with School Rubric to connect to that international education scene. And starting in late January, we will commence our weekly live program office hours on Tuesday evenings at 8 on School Rubric on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and who knows, maybe even LinkedIn. <laughs> we got one more, path. One more. Lastly, but definitely not least... Che and Pav do not only amplify their voices on the Staff Room podcast, they also amplify their voices weekly on Sunday evenings from 8.30 p.m. to 10 p.m. Eastern Time on The Drive, our weekly radio show that is featured on Voice Ed Radio. So please check us out there for some fantastic conversation and music. And we amplify that music loud. Everyone, thank you so much for joining us in the staff room for episode 67, one word, 2021. 20,